The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to the Engaging Truth broadcast. This is Reverend Dr. Douglas Kringle interviewing Reverend Chad Bresson from the table there in Las Fresnos, Texas. Welcome in, Pastor Bresson. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be with you all. We are glad to have your time as well. And as we begin, perhaps you would just allow me a little bit of time just to get you to to get to know you a little better. I understand that you were actually for 20 years uh, involved in Christian broadcasting up in Ohio. Is that correct? <laughs> I always say it. that was a former life. Yes, and a former life. <laughs> I uh, I graduated from Cedarville University, which is a small Baptist. It was a small Baptist college just outside of Dayton. And I had a broadcast journalism degree. So I, I was a news guy. So uh, I, I eat, sleep, and drink news i'm a news i'm still a news junkie uh you can never take that you can never uh take that away but um yeah for 20 years i was news director for christian radio network there uh, just outside of dayton and spent my time doing what you're doing well welcome back to the broadcasting ministry here we're glad to have you in you certainly have about 20 more years experience than i do so we're glad (laughs) glad to have you on the show it's all good it's all good now, Dayton, Ohio was one location you noted, and Las Fresnos, Texas, I'm no geographer, but I'm pretty sure they're very different places. Uh, could oh you my. describe the how you went from one to the other, and how did you end up uh, in the ministry where God's placed you today? So, you, we only had 24 minutes, but... <laughs> um, it, it is a, it is kind of a long story, but uh, I graduated from, from from Cedarville and then went into radio and I was in radio for a, for a long time. Along the way, I became a pastor, but along the way, I also became disenfranchised with both the Baptistic and Presbyterian and Reform worlds I was part of. And uh, and then, you know, back in 2016, I, I, I dipped my toe in the water of Lutheranism and it, it's been the greatest thing since. But uh when you know before i did all that i i was a bivocational pastor i was at the radio uh, i was doing radio as working as the news director there that was all coming to an end the radio network was sold uh to the uh, big conglomerate we know we know as caleb <laughs> and we all lost our jobs most of us did so a couple of us got a job somewhere else but i decided at that time uh, I did not want, I was done with radio and I wanted to go into the ministry full time. And uh, there was a friend of mine who was here in Los Fresnos and he had just uh, begun running and helping administrate a mission a training school for missionaries. And I had the the training and expertise they needed in Bible exposition. As again, that's a long story as to how that came about. But uh, because of that connection with the Bible exposition that I knew and the friend that I had here, uh, I got a job here in Los Fresnos as a, as an assistant administrator in the school and teaching and training missionaries in Bible exposition. 
And uh, that's how I ended up in Los Fresnos in 2013. Okay. And so it was a bit of a culture shock. Los Fresnos is just, you know, as, as a stone's, you know, it's a stone's throw about 15 minutes north of the border. Okay. So we're just right here down on the border, just north of Brownsville. And uh, we've been loving every minute of it. It's been a great experience. It was a bit of culture shock, obviously. That's 1,500 miles. So you're moving from the Midwest into a place that's 92% Hispanic and, and Spanish is the predominant language in the homes. So uh, it was it was a culture shock, but it was all, it's all been good. It's been great. We love where we are. We love this community. And, and that's what kind of God moved us, used that love to, to move us into church planting. Beautiful. How does the table serve the needs of the people there in Los Fresnos? So one of the things that we did, we <laughs> we decided to do church planting the hard way. Uh, I became Lutheran in 2016, got involved with St. Paul in Harlingen, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Harlingen. And they were already talking about uh, and thinking about church planting. And I came along and I had that in my background. And so... Uh, it was kind of like, okay, so what do we do? Uh, there's this guy in Los Fresnos. Los Fresnos, if you look on the map, it's, it's a very small town. And if you look at the population stats, it'll say 8,800. Well, that's not really the truth about Los Fresnos. There's 8,800 people here, but there's 40,000, 42,000 people in the school district, mm -hmm. in the community. So there may be 8,800 here, but the larger piece and the larger footprint is much, much larger. And so it became kind of a no-brainer. Hey, this this place doesn't have a word in sacrament ministry. It's growing. It's the second fastest growing community here in the valley, uh, the Rio Grande Valley. And and so we planted a church. Uh, we we launched services in 2019, uh, word in sacrament ministry. And then in 2021, we chartered as an LCMS congregation. Uh, Jesus has been very, very good. We, al we always say uh, that... Uh, we decided to launch our Word and Sacrament services in September of 2019 because we knew in six months COVID was going to shut us down. <laughs> no, we yeah, did. We didn't know, but a lot of Jesus people were surprised by Jesus that one. <laughs> He's been faithful. So one of the things, though, we did it the hard way, not quite from scratch. We have had a lot of support, great support from St. Paul. I can't say enough about St. Paul. And the people there um they're my friends i work there as a vicar uh, at, during smp my smp time um but we decided because of los fresnos kind of sitting where it's sitting uh, it's one of the most economically challenged places in the country and and both brown you know brownsville mccallan this whole valley area is is that way but certainly los fresnos being part of it is that one of the things we did we decided that we were going to use community service as kind of the primary method for planting our church. Mm -hmm. And so along with some uh, families from St. Paul, as well as a couple of people here in Los Fresnos, we just started doing the community, community service projects. I say that, in fact, we, we do this and we talk about this all the time, that the phrase pursuing the peace of the city and there's a great story in jeremiah about how uh why that phrase uh was used by jeremiah actually from god through jeremiah uh to the people um pursuing the peace of the city as a church planting method has been absolutely phenomenal um because we jumped in in 2018 as we're knowing we're this is what we want to do um 
there's a mission group down here of um, LCMS churches here in the valley have a mission uh, have a mission organization of 501c3 called Rio Mac, and uh, it was through the ideas of Rio Mac bringing mission teams to the valley. In 2018, I went to Rio Mac and said, "Hey, look, we're planting this church in Los Fresnos. What if we sent that the, these teams to Los Fresnos for the the week that that they were going to be down here?" And it was from that then that this whole thing took off, uh, because it was through the community service projects. It wasn't simply um, the people that we were reaching weren't necessarily the people that were, you know, we're, we're cleaning their yards, we're fixing their roofs, we're uh, fixing leaks, we're doing some minor repairs, we're washing porches, we're doing all this cleanup and, and, and really good stuff, uh, doing some painting as well. But it was the it was the relationships that I was building, and then we were building along the way with city officials, business leaders, uh, school district leaders, uh, and I could you know, I got story after story after story. But it was those building off of those relationships then that we were able to to get a foothold in the community and and have a a, a church plant, and it has been just phenomenal the way Jesus has used us to help people here while at the same time providing not only word and sacrament, but also meaningful mission opportunities for teams coming down from your neck of the woods, you know, Austin, uh, Hill Country and, and so forth. So, so that's kind of that's how, that's how the table got its start. Pursuing the peace of the city is a, a beautiful Jeremiah 29, seven is, yes, I think yes. all quoted there. And is that related or how is it related to Paying grace forward. Here's another phrase that seems to be important. <laughs> so pursuing the peace of the city is actually uh, also uh, paying peace forward. There's a rhythm that you see uh, throughout the, the text. We um, it, it appears multiple times in the New Testament in various ways. One of the most uh, blatant or most overt or explicit uses of the what we call the New Testament ethic First uh, John four nineteen, we love because he first loved us. That's paying love forward. He loves us first, and then we love our neighbor because he's loved us first. Uh, that rhythm shows up at the end of Romans eleven and into Romans twelve. We all know, um, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, uh, wholly acceptable to God. That becomes kind of our ethic, but it's all flowing out of the mercy that Paul's talking about that God has given us at the back end of Romans 11. So you've got this, God gives us mercy. Now we're giving mercy to our neighbors. We're giving mercy uh, to our fellow human beings. There's a story that I use all the time. Uh, and it's, in fact, I'm going to be preaching on it again this Sunday from Luke chapter seven. In Luke chapter seven, uh, there's a big dinner party thrown the Pharisees have, have invited Jesus, and <laughs> probably probably not uh, for good reasons. But he goes to Simon, the Pharisee's house, and in the middle of it all, the, the party is crashed by uh, a woman of the city who is washing Jesus' feet with her tears, and she's got ointment. And Jesus, you know, there, there's there's all the the chirping starts. And so Jesus addresses the chirping, he tells a story, and then he looks at Simon, he says, look, uh, I walked in here and nobody washed my feet. Nobody took care of me like I was supposed to be taken care of. Again, it was probably the way the Pharisees are, are not considering Jesus appear. 
but she has. And he makes this comment. He says, this woman uh, loves much because she's been forgiven much. So we have this rhythm of the woman's forgiven. The woman is now loving. The woman's been loved. Now she's loving. This is paying grace forward. The grace that she's been given has now become grace to Jesus, so to speak. The grace that we're given becomes grace for our neighbors. And so that rhythm all the time, I, I say at the table, we have the table, obviously, at the, the table of Fresnos, we do, we do communion every week. And I always say at the end, um, before people leave and, and go, go out, uh, go out their separate ways on Sundays, I say, okay, the forgiveness, the grace that we've now received at this table becomes grace for our community, becomes forgiveness for our community. And so that's that becomes part of our mission as as we leave on Sundays. Just this whole rhythm just has become all part of the DNA of what it means to be the table of Los Fresnos. Just paying grace forward. Grace that we receive becomes grace for others. Table that we receive becomes table for others. So. And this this is uh, in people's homes and then out in the community, as you yeah. described. I'd like to ask, I'm curious about a few activities that, don't seem like they're in every church. And so the ones I was looking at is the Los Fresnos Rodeo Barrel Race Rakers. I I don't have a rodeo group in my church. And I've been a pastor 32 years. I haven't had any rodeo team in, in any of my churches. So maybe a little insight on that. And then there was also the the Christian Vaquero Kids Day at the rodeo that you're also okay. for. So some rodeo activity down there. And how exactly does all this beautiful theology you just explained to us uh, intersect with a rodeo? All right. So again, uh, one of the things that became a that, that happened along the way as we're doing all this community service, I also became uh, connected with and began building relationships with the rodeo committee in town. One of the great things about Los Fresnos is Los Fresnos is home to the biggest little rodeo in Texas. We actually have a major league a rodeo event in every February. It's one of the first ones. Wow. Uh, they have a great arena here. They went to the pros way back when and said, hey, we've got this arena. Would you consider? Sure enough, uh, the pros come down, the very ones that are, are riding in Las Vegas <clears throat> later in the year. They're here in Los Fresnos in February. <clears throat> so I went to the rodeo people and rodeo committee and said, hey, uh, what are some things that are that they that, that need to be done at the rodeo that aren't getting done seem to be falling through the cracks how can we help i didn't want to duplicate what other people were doing i didn't want to do just all you know there are churches involved i don't want to do what everybody else is doing how can we help well uh, <laughs> one of the guys on the rodeo committee said hey look i'm i'm responsible for the barrel race rakers so they have barrel racing and again these are professionals and the barrel racers uh, in between rides there are rakers that run out and they smooth the dirt around the barrels so that the horse, the horses and riders are safe. And I said, I'll take care of that. And so I hooked up with a friend that I know at the high school and through some of the clubs in the high schools. Now we provide barrel race rakers. And, and by the way, some people from the table, it's this table and school together. That's the other beautiful thing. It's church and community working together. So we end up with, I think we have uh, 28, 28 barrel race rakers. And the first year that we did it, I thought, well, if we're sponsoring or if we're providing this, I'm going to buy everybody shirts. They have the, they do have a uniform with long shirts and they have to wear cowboy boots and hats. And so we put them in these, and I've got a short sleeve shirt version of it, but they have long sleeve table shirts. We put them in table shirts, sent the kids out. 
And after that weekend, everybody's looking at me like, well, that's never been done before. And I was like, what? You've always had rakers. Well, nobody's ever put them in a uniform before. They thought the black was awesome. Can you do this again for us next year? <laughs> we'll give you a sponsorship for this. And sure enough, they did. So uh, we're now part of the sponsorship for the rodeo. And all we do is we provide the barrel race rakers. And it really is a service to the community. And it's been great. It's been growing ever since. Now kids are fighting over getting to, to be part of our raking team. It's it's pretty awesome how that works. Uh, that's a um, beautiful, beautiful example of how your uh, making peace in the city uh, comes to be tangible. Some other examples just to throw well, out. Let me, let me go. Well, let me address oh, the, the, very, the Christian Vaquero Kids Day. So oh, yes. Vaquero get, is obviously yeah. the Spanish uh, word for cowboy. Because of these relationships with the rodeo committee, they're all they've also come to me and said, hey, look, the rodeo arena sits empty for uh, 50 out of the 52 weeks a year. They're always looking for others. And so I said, OK, I had a guy come to me in Brownsville saying, hey, we heard you doing all sorts of things in the community. Could could you do something like a cowboy kids camp, Christian cowboy kids camp? I was like, sure, we can do that. Let me go talk to some people. And sure enough, there's another guy who's involved in the Lutheran Church up in Raymondville. Um, he's a cowboy, and he does some of these camps for kids. But he's done it in other places in the valley. I said, hey, can we do it in Los Fresnos? He said, sure. And so we did. Last uh, October, we had 1,200 people at the rodeo grounds. And we did a Vicar Christian Vaquero Kids Day. We also had a pumpkin patch. We invited all sorts of food vendors. We had the food trucks. Uh, we had all sorts of entertainment. It was great. It was a great day. And again, it was one and, and, and kids then heard the gospel. Um, we did a we did a, a service for them. It was just an amazing day. And one more way that we're connected with the community. I love love it. Fantastic. Other things that were listed are Thanksgiving dinner for refugees, blessing of the police department. <laughs> and Mark Millam, the city manager, said this if the table of Los Fresnos uh was to exit tomorrow, the city would feel it. So obviously you're leaving your mark on the community. Before we have to excuse ourselves, could you explain the way growth is happening in the area? And could you explain how people can support the ministry there at the table of Los Fresnos? So first of all, yeah, Los Fresnos continues to be, and like I said, it's the second fastest growing community in the valley. Uh, SpaceX, you know, everybody uh, knows we got rockets down here now. Um, as SpaceX, as well as our school system, our school system has many blue ribbon schools. People move to the Los Fresnos area just to get their kids in our schools. So uh, we've got subdivisions that are continuing to go. We got another two to 400 homes that are coming online here in Los Fresnos in the, like, in the next two to three years. Um, it, it's just amazing how this place is expanding probably faster than some people like around here. Um, but the table's growing with it. And God is Jesus and has used all these things. God's been so faithful and blessing us with people from these efforts. Uh, people that are at the table are there because of our little, we sponsor a little league team every year again, being active in the community and, uh, and we're active sponsors. So we provide the kids Gatorade and water after the games. Uh, it's not just putting our names on the backs of jerseys. We've gotten we've gotten to know parents. Our worship leader came from Little League. And so uh, we're growing. The table's growing. We want to do more. And if people are are really interested in supporting what the table is doing, 
there's a couple of ways. Obviously, finances. We're always uh, in in need of that. We're in an economically challenged area uh, of the country, so we're always in need of that. But the other thing too is if you've got a mission team, uh, teenagers, if you've got a youth group, if you've got young adults, uh, if you've got a senior uh, group that wants to come down and, and just spend a weekend here in Los Fresnos, making a difference in our community. Uh, I just call us. <laughs> Pastor Bresson, how, to do. how would we do that? Where would we go? Is there a Facebook page? Is an email? What was the, what's the contact the, information? The best way to contact do? us right now is through our Facebook page. We're right now in the middle of revamping our website, but the Facebook page, uh, Table of Los Fresnos, easy to find. You can contact, contact us through there. Uh, we've got uh, an account with Tithely. You can, if you're thinking about financial resources, Tithely, as well as PayPal uh, at the, the Table of Los Fresnos uh, Gmail account. So there's all sorts of ways, but you can contact us through the Facebook page and we can get you connected. So Pastor Bresson, let's speak very specifically. I saw a number in my research for this interview, there was something like $12,000 that's needed to do some of the ministry that you've been describing here today. Is that an accurate figure? Is it more? Um, what might we do to make sure your ministry is supported? Probably more like 17, uh, because we also have some needs uh, with the worship team. But 12, as you look through all the different things that the table is doing throughout the year, uh, 12 is the is the number we come up with. You know, Jesus has been fantastic. He has provided so much for us. And one of the really cool stories for the table, we've, we've used thousands of dollars in Thrive in Action teams to help with these. We've given away thousands of bottles of water. It's helped. We've given away free pumpkins. We've done all sorts of things using Thrive in Action teams. At some point, though, we can't rely simply on Thrive in Action teams to fund uh, everything that we're doing. And we'd like to do more. Uh, but $12,000 $12, is, is our need. And, and it helps us with all the different things that we're doing. We do a Christmas Eve service uh, we do a, a, an event every year at at the Little League field. It's for the community, and so we do it nice. We 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 have all the lights. We have we we have all the drinks and and Christmas cookies and everything, and and we have 120 show up, and it's been great. Um, we're doing Chalk the Walk. Chalk the Walk is another outreach program that we started with the high school, where we chalk up the sidewalks of our schools with notes of encouragement to teachers. Love all that, that goes into these, all these t kinds of activities go into this $12,000. If people want to help, uh, they can, again, pay a visit to our website. Uh, or again, our, our website is in, in the process of being uh, revamped, but That's also the table of Los Fresnos. And I think even more importantly, I think of all the things we're talking about, mission teams, yeah, uh, we need mission teams here. There's much we, more that can be done. I've got a list. I've got a yeah. long list. We would love to have you pray us service. out as we have just a, a minute left. We have sure. heard today about the table at Las Fresnos, rodeos, rockets, and redemption. Right here <laughs> is being offered, and your support's needed. Let's start with a word of prayer. We're ask Pastor Chad Bresson if he would so lead us, please. Sure, absolutely. Jesus, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to serve you here in the Valley. I thank you uh, for Pastor Doug and what he's doing in his neck of the woods. I just pray that you will continue to use us to spread your good news, the great news 
that you died for us, that you have forgiven us, that you give us grace. And then as a result of all the grace and all the love and all the forgiveness that you provided, that we continue to pay grace forward. Because we live in a world in which people need grace. People want to hear forgiveness. People want to be told they're loved. Use us, even today, to do that for them and for you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Douglas Kringle chatting with Reverend Chad Bresson on Engaging Truth. Thank you for giving us a listen, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.